Hi, I'm Justin Thompson. And I'm Nick Salgo. And one, two, three. Welcome, Welcome to, to Hetty, Hetty Green, Green Terrace. Terrace. All right, that's it. That's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, man. Um <laughs> Hi, welcome to Hetty Green Terrace. My name is Justin Thompson. I'm here with my co-host, Nick Salgo. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, and this is our podcast, a podcast about The Simpsons and everything else. Yeah, this is uh, this is the first one. Uh, my buddy slash roomie, Justin, over here, he came up to me one day and he said, Hey, what if we turn our downtime into something productive? We both like to watch The Simpsons a lot. Why not, why not make a podcast about it? And I was like, damn, dude. Yeah, you know, just like raising my productivity over here. So I'm really appreciative of that. You know, how many hours already do we waste or spend watching The Simpsons and talking about how much we love it? Yeah, yeah, might as well. You know, just just share that with the world. You know, and you know, I can't believe that no one's done a Simpsons podcast before. I tried to look, I didn't see it. There's just literally no Simpsons podcast, huh? Yeah, so we got to be out there. I think so. Oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, so obviously, we're going to talk a lot about the show and how much we love it and uh, the philosophy behind it, cultural impact. Yeah, I mean, you know, as far as uh, influence goes, just the such a broad range of an audience, you know, there's really nothing quite like The Simpsons and The Simpsons universe. It's literally everywhere in every country. It's not limited to any age group or anything. It's just like all... It's for everyone. Yeah. It's psychedelic. It's fun for kids. It's hilarious. It's smart. It's stupid. But the thing we keep coming back to is how much heart there is in the show. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely what sets it apart from most cartoons that you see that have kind of come come away from the Simpsons, spawned off of it you know yeah when you look at how it kind of created the idea of adult animation as a television show and how many shows have come after it and while some are funnier than others they all don't have that same heart and that bring you back to the family and right. why we love it and they love each other <laughs> yeah totally and you know um yeah i mean i have a lot of favorite shows and most of them actually do begin with the letter S. Uh, you know, you got Simpsons, Sopranos, Seinfeld, now, Seinfeld, now Squid Game, and you know uh, the show of uh, Nick Salgo, which is you know that's the one that's been going on this whole time. You know, yeah. Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome to the show. Oh, one, two, three. three. Welcome, welcome to, to Hetty Green, Green Terrace. Terrace. All right. So yeah, thanks for tuning in to the very first episode of the show. I guess before we start getting into it too much, that'll be an ongoing thing, right? We'll keep coming back to the show and uh, our dynamic and why we love it so much. Our personal history of the show may be a good place to jump into now. Right. Um, So, I mean, it's funny because I feel like there are times when I'll introduce someone to The Simpsons and they've never seen the show before and it's kind of hard for them to wrap their head around what makes it so great. I grew up watching The Simpsons. I remember being like five, six years old, having like VHS tapes of just all these episodes. I'd watch them every day after school, you know, watch it on Sunday with my family. And it was just like such a part of my upbringing. So I guess I'm I'm a little biased in that way. Yeah, you and I definitely uh, were born. uh, I was in I was born in 88. You were born in 87. Is that right? Yep, that's right. And The Simpsons, uh, the show premiered in 1989. So we really kind of did come into 
existing at the perfect time to grow up right. with this show and a lot of those golden era uh, episodes you know season three through what would you say eight i would even go so far as to say like they were, they were still spitting some fire into 12 and even 13 and 14 were pretty good um and you know there's also you know you have to look for good episodes in the later seasons but they're there you know a lot of the time, and I guess this is what we're getting into. We're, for this episode, we're doing the first episode of the first season. We're getting into like the roots of the show, what makes it so great, longest running show ever. Yeah, uh, the longest running animated show, longest running show. We will be getting into the first episode. We both grow, grew up with the show, remembering it existing uh, and being a regular part of my life the whole time. And getting to just see so many great episodes and it how much you know oh i guess we should say also that i'm a stand-up comedian oh uh, yeah and um i'm a stand-up comedian's friend <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah nick's a musician and also just a person who's really funny and um humor's been the for, uh, the bond of our friendship and i would just say yeah the simpsons has informed uh, my sense of humor and not only like so many people hugely influential show in terms of writing and a show where it they put a lens on culture and the American family and that kind of average outlook, but also it became this hugely influential thing. And because it got so big, the tone of the show shifted to adjust. It's like, all right, not only is it just commenting on our culture, it's self-referential and meta. And we're going to get into that too along the way. Yeah, it's a huge pop cultural thing. Yeah, I was thinking about it, you know, I think... The fact that we both like to eat pizza and watch The Simpsons about roughly the same amount. <laughs> I did the math. It's actually it's sixty nine percent of why we're friends. <laughs> All right, yeah, sixty nine percent for twenty days of the year. Mm -hmm. I'll try to introduce people to the show, and it's like it's hard for them to kind of grasp from like one episode. And you know, it does take time to kind of go into like delve into the Simpsons universe. You know, because I can't remember the first episode that I saw. It was just kind of like I kept, you, you kind of keep going with it. But, you know, I guess one thing that, you know, we, we we could hope to accomplish with this, if we can get one person to at least appreciate The Simpsons and The Simpsons universe that hasn't before, I'd say that this is a pretty successful podcast. Yeah, that's it. If we get one person, if you are listening to this show and you decide to check out The and Simpsons you hate and The give Simpsons. It no, no. <laughs> well if you hate it get the fuck out uh no but we want to turn people on to it and just share our love of that and like we said yeah so this hopefully is for people who love the show like us or maybe people who never fully got it or understood it and i think you had a great point it's such a rich world full of characters and seeing how they return and pop in and out and the running kind of style of jokes and specificity of some of the callbacks ultimately we're deciding with the show well how are we going to approach it are we going to sit and go episode by episode right yeah justin came to me and he says we're gonna start with the first season and we're just gonna do every episode and i'm like so like by the time that we get to season 32 like our kids are gonna hate us right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and ultimately we decided uh you know instead we're just going to start with the pilot and after that we'll just pick specific episodes that we want to highlight each week yeah and you know if you if you have an episode that you'd like for us to review, email of the show is headygreenterrace at gmail.com. 
You can send me your number. We can like meet for a drink. You know? <laughs> yeah, let us know what we your favorite talk, is, what your least episode. favorite episode is. Okay, I guess one more thing I'd like to get into before we get into the specific episode. Is there any other general Simpsons or podcast things that we haven't discussed yet? Well, I mean, this is this is the only Simpsons podcast that ever existed, so... Like blank slate, right? This is this yeah. is it, right? Yeah, here we go. We're uh, branching out into this new world, and uh, we're going to be diving into the very first episode of The Simpsons. But before we do that, I wanted to ask you, uh, what you watching? Is there anything outside of The Simpsons TV or movie that you've been uh, watching recently that you'd like to discuss? I mean, yeah, I guess the last thing that I saw that, you know, was really good, that really moved me was definitely Squid Game. As I mentioned before, that was uh, yeah one of your favorite shows. And, you know, with I was thinking about that show and how The Simpsons is kind of similar, where all the characters have qualities that maybe aren't so good, but they also have these redeeming qualities. And in the cacophony of it all, you kind of learn to love each of these characters for their flaws and everything. If I were to draw a comparison from the Simpsons to Squid Game. I, I would say that it's that, you know? Yeah, really interesting thing about this show. They do kind of portray these portray these characters as losers and you see how they've maybe fucked people over and made mistakes and wrong people, but ultimately you, you still relate to them and you root for them right. because of and that's those like other qualities pretty much every Simpsons episode ever, right? I mean it, it, to a degree, you know. A lot a lot of Homer a lot of homer centric episodes i mean any episode you know there's a character they make this big mistake and then it spirals into this other thing they find this other good thing oh yeah absolutely (laughs) um so many episodes start with they're in the middle of something happening and then you think it's going to be where the trajectory of the show goes but then out of nowhere something unexpected happens and it takes you to where we're actually going right and it's usually just kind of this very human error that takes place it's like oh well you know like you can't blame you almost can't blame any of the characters for their their mistakes on on the simpsons yeah well said and uh, like we mentioned before ultimately you come back to the heart of the show they love each other they're a family and they have their limits for their wrongdoing Mm -hmm. well i asked you uh if there was anything else you've been watching, is there anything you'd like to ask me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you doing after the podcast? man? Oh, well, man, you know, I'm just going to go to this little bonfire thing. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, I guess we should say we're recording. This is just after Thanksgiving and we are planning to release this first episode around Christmas time. Yeah, because it is, it is the, there. It is the, the holidays. The holidays. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Justin, what are you watching these days, man? Well, I'm watching my weight to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Uh, I've been watching Succession on HBO, which, again, uh, very much common to Squid Game. Begins with the letter S. S, and these characters are unlikable, but ultimately relatable, and there's something about them you connect with. You see those characters in this tense business setting where they have their way of being cutthroat and operating to get ahead, but then when you see them be vulnerable and reveal their flaws... And what they're going through, you connect to that as well. Right. Yeah. Awesome. 
should we go ahead and get into it? Start discussing this episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, so it's interesting. So on, on Disney Plus and I guess on, uh, on, on, on the internet uh, in the database, it says Simpsons roasting on an open fire, right? That's, That's right. The That's the, the title of the episode. But it, when it premiered, it was... And the title card at the beginning of the episode, it's the, the Simpsons Christmas special. Yeah. And there's no main theme or couch gag or anything yeah no couch gag to discuss no chalkboard gag there's a shortened theme and we'll say well it's you you get a pretty good introduction to marge and homer like the first shot is just them driving to school to see the kids in a christmas play and you can see homer he's like says this guy like oh they dragged you out of here too oh and they're stumbling in late Mm -hmm. of course uh right 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 it gives you the whole kind of uh I'd say, you know, a cool thing about The Simpsons is we were talking about the imperfections and everything. I think it really makes them relatable to a lot of people. They're they're kind of everyone's family in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously, not everybody grew up with that specific type of family, um, but they're, they're you know, just there we could relate to them uh for all their flaws and everything, you know. Yeah, we'll come back to that in a second. Uh, just before we get too far into it, I have some notes on the episode. Uh, the original air date for the Simpsons Christmas special was December 17th, 1989. The episode was written by Mimi Pond and directed by David Silverman. And I'll say this. It was originally intended to be the eighth episode of the series' first season in production order with some Enchanted Evening being the first, but due to some animation errors and mistakes in the original version the premiere of the show was delayed and the christmas episode was moved up to the first episode wow and the the world the world met the simpsons in the 22 minute or half hour format on on that day but the the world was no stranger to the simpsons yes they may have been familiar with the simpsons but not the Simpsons, which is to say, uh, we'll get into the backstory a little bit before the pilot. Uh, the Simpsons uh, debuted as a series of shorts on the Tracy Ullman show, which they were appearing in the first three seasons from 1987 to 1989, doing a total of 48 shorts, which were minute long clips broken up and used as interstitials between these sketches on the show. Yeah. And I love the, um, I love the voices on the early Simpsons, you know? The, the the early Homer is like kind of oh yeah you 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 were gonna do you you first right. how's he go he's like uh. let's get some chocolate frosty milkshakes I don't know if I can yeah. do the bark you know like, good night son <laughs> what's your name little boy uh, what 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 seems to be the problem boy <laughs> you know they and, had and, uh, co- yeah, you so know. much of the details and characteristics of the show were already there from the very beginning he's very Uh, soft over there but then he would i think strangling bart has always been kind of at the forefront of uh you know just homer just getting really angry you know it it works out that the show is a cartoon because i think that if they like you know if like bob saga got really angry and like strangled one of the elson twins i don't know if that would like really uh you know that wouldn't fly but it would <laughs> make really full house <laughs> a much better show yeah <laughs> great Probably. point to bring that up so uh the simpsons as it originally appeared on the tracy Ullman show these were short sketches it was not yet a sitcom uh these did we watched a bunch of these in preparation they're primarily uh focused on lisa and bart and they're fighting and the versions we see them are 
kind of rough and a little more aggressive and very crudely drawn. But as we move into the show... Which brings me to Lisa. I think, you know, one of the things that I really like about Lisa is she's she's cool. You know, she's a nerd, but she's, you know, she watches it seem scratchy with Bart and she'll like get into it with them. She, you know, they, they give each other shit and like, that's cool. You know, she's like a cool sister. She, you know, she may be a bookworm and wants to get good grades, but she also like knows what's up. And, you know, that brings me to this first scene because the first time that we see Lisa is she is, uh, Tawanga, the Santa Claus of the South Seas. And she comes out and she's got this like big mask on. She's dancing with fire. She's got this like coconut bra on. And it's just like, what's up, Lisa? Like, <laughs> you know, just like Lisa's fucking cool, dude. You know? Yeah. Lisa is kind of the smart, level headed one, a very, um, a, what's the word? Precocious for her eight years of age. But. She's still a Simpson at the end of the day. She's she's silly and she's cool. And that's what we love about Bart. He's the coolest kid around and he doesn't even know it. Right. And well, well then he brings us to Bart is the first time that we see Bart. Yes, they move on from series. the second grade uh, presenting their versions of Santa around the world. They move into the fourth grade doing a medley, a melody, medley of holiday classics. They start singing Jingle Bells. We see the entire fourth grade class on stage, and then the camera pans over to Bart. Yeah, and he's singing Jingle Bells, Batman, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. Batmobile lost its wheel and the Joker, Joker got, got away. away. Hey, And then Principal Skinner pulls him out. And like... You know, I, I remember singing that like as a little kid. I don't know what came first, if if that was on The Simpsons or not. Um, but I remember singing that little parody every year. Yeah, like holidays. you know, it was just a thing that was always in my head. Other kids sang it. I don't. There's so many probably things that we didn't know should be attributed to this show. But if that existed prior, shoot us an email. <laughs> we, we did some research yeah send justin your number yeah put, put your number in there we'll call we'll talk yeah, it let out him buy you a drink let you buy me a drink <laughs> i guess we should also say that we are not officially affiliated with the show in any capacity no but this is the first simpsons podcast of all time yeah sorry so we're putting it out there somebody had to do it somebody had to be the first person Which to makes walk it on the, the best also and the worst until we record <laughs> more episodes yeah, yeah, yeah that's true yeah, so Bart sings like an angel, and then the presentation or the Christmas pageant moves on to the fifth grade, and Homer's like, "How many grades are there at this school? <laughs> what is it, boy?" <laughs> um, <clears throat> after the pageant, it cuts back to the Simpsons' house. They're all writing uh, letters. Homer is untangling lights. We hear Marge's inner monologue as she's catching someone up on the family talking about lisa doing well in school bart is being bart homer she, yeah she's writing like a christmas letter to everyone you know which is pretty cool you know just I, I mean i think people people still do that i mean i know my my mom likes to just write christmas letters to her friends and mail them out or i guess you can email them out now but it's like a very nice it's a very nice thing shows shows what a nice unit the simpsons are that they have a uh, kind of sets that they have people a family and friends that they send Christmas cards to, you know? Yeah. And as we'll see in this episode and throughout the show, there's such a bigger world of Springfield and it is filled with so many different characters and people they're connected to. And that's a recurring theme of the show. And even though this was intended to be the eighth episode, this is another scene that just does a great job of introducing you to their home dynamic. Right. You, you got Homer. He's all 
pissed off. He like he like can't find something, and then like I think like Patty and Selma call. He's like, "Oh, it's your sister." Oh. Yeah, it's her <laughs> sister, and he's like, "Who is this?" Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah, and, and I love when you know she's talking about how great Lisa's doing in school, and she's like, "And and part." We love Bart. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And then Marge says they should write letters to Santa. And Bart says, there's only one fat guy that brings his present. And his name ain't Santa. <laughs> yeah. And Lisa wants a pony, which that comes back in a lot of episodes, especially the episode entitled Lisa Gets a Pony. <laughs> That's right. And <laughs> Lisa wants a pony and Bart wants a tattoo. Homer says... If you want a tattoo, you have to pay for it with your own allowance. Next, we see Homer falling off the roof after attempting to string up the Christmas lights. Uh, he finally plugs it in. Only a couple of them will work, and the children don't look too impressed. <laughs> At which point, we hear the voice of their friendly Flan- neighbor, Flander- Flanders. So we meet Flanders in the first episode. One of the best characters, probably the greatest guy in Springfield. Oh, just undoubtedly the nicest, uh, most uh kind person who tries to do a good job at everything and be kind to everyone and of course it never is reciprocated back in his direction (laughs) yeah yeah the amount of flanders items in the in homer's garage is you know one one of the probably one of the funniest parts of the whole show you know oh everything yeah homer owns is borrowed from (laughs) flanders he never returns anything (laughs) he's always breaking flanders and like flanders was always asking him for it back and like homer like kind of gaslights him into thinking like you don't need this stuff like i need it and he's like oh okay yeah yeah what a great what a great guy yeah you gotta have him you gotta should all aim to be like ned flanders Right, just the the neighbor who's one-upping you and he's not even trying. But of course, everything, Homer takes it as a personal slight. Uh, when he sees the giant lights, the kids see it. It looks amazing. He's got the huge sign on his roof that says Merry Xmas or some shit like that. He says some shit like that on Flanders' house? <laughs> There's a giant sign on the roof that says Merry Christmas. The kids are amazed. Homer's unimpressed. It says Merry Christmas? <laughs> Or X with some variation of that. <laughs> Man, Justin's uh, notes are uh, a little more detailed than mine. You know, these, I really uh, wanted to go through it on this one, and maybe we don't need to get that far into it. But well, I was gonna say um, we'll find the flow. You know, there's this really funny moment where you know Marge. Is, what is this in the next scene with the Christmas money? Oh yeah, I may, definitely made this a note of this. Uh, they're at the table discussing shopping for presents and. You can yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you so, get so, into it. You say it. So yeah, yeah. So um, Marge handles the Christmas money, and she says, "Oh, I've like hid it in a safe space this year." Homer, and he's like, "Okay," and she says, "You know, look away, and I'll get it." And Homer closes his eyes, and she goes into her hair and pulls out the jar of money. Yeah, she pulls out a giant jar of <laughs> like savings out of her hair, and so great. Marge hair joke you know because Marge's hair is obviously yeah you know and it's up for debate um you know like kind of one of those like how would you put you know pants on a dinosaur or something like if Marge's head goes all the way up Mm -hmm. like we don't know what's going on over there you know yeah I think does she let her hair down in an episode? I feel like it I has mean, to yeah. happen. She eventually. looks pretty good with her hair down. I'm not gonna lie. It's oh. like you know when, when she's all you know 
homered out, you know, like you, you, you <laughs> oh, Marjorie's a cutie. Yeah. She's sure. such a cutie. Well, you know, but I think like, you know, the hair, just the animation. I remember just as a little kid, I didn't even like understand the humor on the show. I just thought that it looked amazing. It looked really fun. You know, the, all the colors and then like Marge's hair, definitely one of the things that's just like, what's going on over it? Like, you know, like, you know, it's kind of whatever to me now because I've been watching the show for so long. But thinking about, you know, the initial impact of seeing The Simpsons for the first time and, you know, and it was like Marge with her big blue hair, you know. And, and yeah, they have yellow skin and spiky yellow hair. And it's just such a, a, a stark, um, radical look uh, in animation. And it's quite an iconic look and feel. And yeah. Marge is great. I fucking love Marge. Marge is such an underrated character on the show. And she's like, she's a very strong stay at home mom. Yeah. Strong stay at home mom, loves her kids. She's trying her best and often just has to tolerate the chaos of. Yeah, there's like a lot. There's a lot that gets thrown at Marge and she's kind of, you know, the unsung hero of the show, you know, just like. And again, much like Lisa, these female characters tend to be the kind of moral center, uh, the level-headed. Like, mm-hmm. all right, one one of my favorite Marge lines is in is in the movie when Lisa's like, "Mom, I'm so upset," and she goes, "You're a woman. You can hold on to it forever." <laughs> you know, just like kind of delves deep into like how much Marge puts up with, like, is it throughout the whole show? She's really just. Has to put up with everyone, you know? All the time. It's chaos. There's so many... uh, (laughs) She just, like, shows up with a smile on her face, like, every time, too, you know? Yeah, she really takes that on. Yeah, Uh, really great. Really great mom. All right. I think we should dive back into the episode at hand. We see Homer at work eating donuts. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a big... That's a big motif. Big motif. Homer Homer loves donuts. We're we're introduced to Homer at work eating donuts and Homer at Moe's in this bar. Yeah, we in this episode. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna see so many scenes with him at the nuclear plant. Uh, over the intercom, you hear Smithers and Mr. Burns in- introducing us to those characters. So many of these things that become a constant that we take for granted. Are all, yeah, they're all. It's all laid out in the first season how big uh, the world they live in exists and setting these locations. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we went and watched the whole first season just to prepare for this. Um. <laughs> You know, because the more that we watch The Simpsons, we can say that we're working now. Absolutely. You know, it's homework. So, we're doing research. Uh, yeah. M- m- I've, uh, like, putting them, like, uh, 12-hour days over here, man, at the office, you know? Mom, stop calling. <laughs> I've got homework to do. Yeah, I got some... I'm busy with some shit, all right? <laughs> yeah, it's really important. Uh, and what I found, going back to the first season... Uh, we know what many people consider to be the greatest episodes start in season three when they brought on additional writers. The animation was more refined. But this first season, going back to it, it looks better than I remember. And it's also funnier and more wholesome. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first season, like when The Simpsons first came out on DVD, like I had friends that like bought it for 20 bucks. But, like, I think I knew that I, I was like, nah, I knew that it, like, got good season three. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they would be like, oh, I bought, like, Simpsons season one for 20 bucks. It sucks. It's just like, yeah, I, I know, man. But, you, you know, going back now with the 
fond appreciation for it. You know, I would say, you know, um, it's kind of like listening to like bebop, you know, going back to like, you know, the records, you know, the blues, you know, mm-hmm. like each, each episode's kind of like a blueprint for like at least five other episodes that came after it. Um, like iconic episodes. Um, and you know, just the, the, like, you know, we were talking about the scenario of just, you know, making these mistakes, um, in this first episode, you know, um, Homer just doesn't get his holiday bonus, which I get, which is no fault of his, except that he's just eating donuts on his break. So he doesn't deserve this. Because was, was he, like, Mr. Burns is like, yeah, like any worker is that like, what does, it, what does he say? Something like, he says, uh, there'll be no Christmas bonuses. And he's like, oh, and another thing, Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So we meet, that's, that's our introduction to Mr. Burns is on, he's on a loudspeaker telling everyone that no one's getting Christmas bonuses and Merry Christmas. So it's really not Homer's fault that he's come into this, but Bart, he wants this tattoo. Yeah. So Marge is taking the kids to the mall to do some Christmas shopping. Uh, Bart, has his eye on a tattoo parlor he goes in and they're like how old are you and he's like 21 and they're like get in the chair (laughs) yeah and then he's getting a mother tattoo with the heart and marge gets him and it only says moth (laughs) which i mean how many people have that tattoo in the world now like as a tribute to the show as a tribute to the show probably like i would say like at least like a thousand right yeah, for sure. You know, a thousand people. Easy. If you just imagine that a person exists, there are like, what, seven billion people on this planet? Right. And probably like 7,000 have like died before them, you know, like just yeah, 7,000 people, people who did have a have to do and then died, you know? So this is like a lot, you know? A lot of people. So with the moth tattoo. I, I mean, I don't have any tattoos, but. You know, we, we've been talking about getting getting Simpsons tattoos. You yeah, know? that was before even having the podcast idea. I was like, all right. You know, I don't have a tattoo yet. I, maybe I should just get something really stupid as the first one so I don't overthink any additional ones. Right. Yeah, so maybe a Simpsons tattoo. That's definitely going to be a thing that we come back. Do I decide to get it? Does the podcast become successful enough for me to commit to it and make this part of who I am on the outside as much as the in? Tell us what episode you want us to roast next. <laughs> Simpsons roasting on an open fire, episode one. So Marge uh, yanks Bart out of the tattoo chair and takes him straight to a laser removal place to get the tattoo removed, and she ends up spilling all the Christmas money that she had saved. It's really Bart that fucks this whole thing up, you know, the little turd. Yeah. You know, if if he wasn't so cool, we'd be pissed off at him at this point, but he, he's getting, like, the laser removal, and he's like, cool, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you gotta love Bart. Not having money around the holidays... That's something that, you know, that's a stress that a lot of people can relate to and to for them on their first episode to, you know, kind of bring bring that to the forefront. It's an American. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the problems problem. they face, the the family dynamic and issues they have. It was I think at the time we can certainly appreciate how it was very considered radical compared to the boring sitcoms that portrayed a strictly more wholesome family like things were on at the time in the late days like family matters full house and you can look back at older sitcoms that had the more idyllic kind of conservative uh types of families but the simpsons were although they're animated it was more real and characters you could relate to in a deeper way and you can't say enough about how much they established this reality and create these crazy looking yellow people that 
somehow are more real than actors portraying these other roles. Right. Yeah. If you're still listening to this podcast and not watching the Simpsons right now, like, I mean, yeah, feel free to pause this at any time. Watch the episode, come back and tell us how we did. (laughs) So Marge admits that, or Homer finds out that she had to spend all of the Christmas money. And then she's like, well, at least you still have your bonus. (laughs) Right, right, right. And Homer has to pretend that he has the holiday bonus money. So he kind of keeps that as a front. But also there's the another thing that comes back in later episodes is after Bart gets the laser removal, uh, Lisa He's and Maggie poking are poking him. his arm and he keeps saying, ow, quit it. Ow, ow quit, quit it. it. And that comes back in at least one more episode. Yeah. So-, so yeah, it was all there, you know, at the very beginning, like the whole show, you know, like that's like really beautiful, man, you know, because it's, really it's, it's like life, you know, it's just like yeah, man. since day one, you were you, you know, man. Season one is good. I'm tired of people saying season one of The Simpsons sucks. It's yes, it's not as great as it gets, but there's so much there. And something yeah, yeah. I, I honestly didn't appreciate as much until these recent watch throughs. Seriously. I mean, you know, if you want to, you know, have a drink and uh, watch season one. Yeah. Give Nick. Uh, you can send me your your uh, Insta. Yeah, uh, Hetty yeah. Green Terrace well, on the Hetty Green Instagram. You can follow us and um, yeah, <laughs> think about it. Uh, we see Homer drinking and looking sad. Uh, wait, wait, back up. Yeah, Homer. Hey, oh. Homer goes to the value shopping store uh, to try and buy some gifts All on a right, budget. Homer. Homer pretends that he's getting the Christmas bonus money. He's about to confess to Marge that he doesn't have it and he looks at her they're they're both about to go to sleep they're in bed she reaches over he sees his her hand on his he looks her in the eyes and he just can't break the truth to her so this is where he fucks up in the episode right but you know i mean again you can't really blame him he's like he's looking at marge and he's thinking like maybe there's a way that yeah, I, like, that I'm I gonna, can't fuck, I'm like, gonna figure it I'm out. I'm figure this out because I just love Marge so much, and I got I don't for need. The I don't need her to worry about it. So he says, know? "Oh, I just want to tell you. Let me take care of the Christmas shopping this mm-hmm. year." Yeah. So he goes to the value shopping store, and he's looking for a. He grabs like a pad of paper for Bart, uh, and he grabs like a squeaky dog toy for Maggie. Right. Yeah. And like you know, it's like nice toys. He's trying and to then, rationalize it. All right. They're gonna love this. It'll be great. It's like you know, you see Homer limited but very big heart you know he's got a big great heart homer you know like and a he's great really, big belly <laughs> he, you know he really does want to do good at the end of the day but yeah so he goes shopping and then he walks out and who does he bump into but flanders again oh, flanders, flanders. <laughs> and he's got all these gifts he's with his kid who's all happy and shit just like ugh. Yeah, they bump into each other. The packages go all over the place, and Flanders like, "Oh, well, this is no, Homer just gets all oh, Flanders." Yeah, and the ki- look out for my chocolate frosty milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> so after that run in, Homer heads to Moe's Tavern, where you see him drinking and looking really sad. Yeah, so this is the first time that we see Homer at Moe's, and he's looking pretty down. I guess like yeah. is he drinking Duff here? Is it Duff already? I think he's like drinking out of a bottle. It's a generic bottle. Yeah. But you know, I don't. I don't understand this. This is in like so many shows and movies when people like don't have any money, and then it like cuts to them drinking at a bar. It's just like no, they would like get like a six pack of Budweiser, and they'd go home and they would like do do that, right? Like, I mean, like who who goes to a bar when, when in times like that? Oh, you man, know? you think you think he's already on such good rapport with Mo that he can like 
he can walk out on the. I just the tab don't think. And, I just don't think this is realistic in movies. And yeah, you know. Yeah, this. We'll get when we get to the rating later. We'll talk about how poorly I think this affects it. You know? All right, good. Yeah, we'll come back to it. Uh, but Barney rolls in dressed as Santa, and he tells Homer who's got a part-time job at the mall. Which is uh, another common theme, I feel like, at Moe's Bar is Barney will tell Homer about some, like, get-rich-quick thing that he did. And Homer's just like, whoa, Barney, really? Yeah, Barney, the big, oafish, like, drinking buddy who, you, at least for a long time, you only see him drunk, slurring his speech, belching. Definitely provides Homer's best ideas. Mm. Yeah, Homer, I'm, I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> So Homer interviews for the job, and they're like, do you like children? He's like, what are you, nuts? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Homer just not giving them what they want at the Santa Claus audition interview. Yeah. Like, you remember when they're, like, annoying? Yeah, yeah. He changes his answer, and they're like, all right, you're hired. Pending the training program, uh, we see Homer dressed as Santa and is in a classroom full of Santas. We're already into the holiday season. They already have Santas working the job, and they're they're hiring a whole new, like, team. Right, right. Or they're testing a whole new team to see if they they got what it takes to be a department store Santa. Um, And that's, like, kind of a common – another common motif that comes back a lot in The Simpsons is there's, like – all these classes that you can take mm-hmm. yeah there's the one where they go to like the parenting class and then there's just like all the classes that go on at the school after yeah and of course uh, plenty of scenes with bart and lisa in their classes mm-hmm. and yeah we're establishing all these common locations with the family the house the bar uh the plant school the whole show was already there man they didn't even have to go like past the first episode man yeah you know it's like like everything beyond that, it's just like you know, it's just breathing. You know, man is just like. So I guess we're we're done here, right? Are we done here? I know. There's like, <laughs> I think there's like ten more episode, ten more minutes of the show we need to get into. Homer practices reciting "Ho, ho, ho" and naming the reindeer, and practicing asking kids what they want, and reacting when he gets called out as not the real Santa. Back at home, Marge asks why he's seven hours late, and he's like, "Not a word, Marge." And she's like, "Well, my sisters are here." This is another American problem that, or issue, issue that comes up in this episode is, you know, Homer working the two jobs. In the episode where Lisa gets a pony, I think he starts, he's working maybe like, he's working at the Quickie Mart at that one or something. And, you know, there's a lot of episodes where he's working another job. A lot of the time he just like forgets about his job at the power plant and just starts doing something else. But like, you know, just the yeah. the two job, just trying to make the family happy. Like Homer has been at the brunt of that several times throughout yeah. the series. Yeah. They're portrayed as a middle-class family. Uh, Homer being the only one who works, he works at, as like a safety manager at this new, what's his official job title? Safety inspector. He, he, Homer works as a safety inspector at the nuclear power in plant. Sector seven G. Sector seven G. Uh, Best sector there is. Top sector. Name a better sector. I mean, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Homer works at this power plant, and he is able to provide for you know middle class family. They have a you know a modest but yet two story home. Something that was. At the late eighties, still may be possible, but even a few years into the nineties, right? The, Homer's income and their mortgage and everything—it's all like you know, kind of up to question what you know, but which is a very another very American thing, you know. A lot of people living on uh, 
in debt and all yeah, that. and no matter what level of income you're at, you're still struggling to provide and get to the next level. The the chase, the race never ends. Uh, Marge's sisters ask why they don't have a tree. The kids want to go with Homer to pick one up. He's he's upset. You know, just the dynamic there. The sisters don't approve of Homer. They're always trashing him. Fucking Patty and Selma. Patty and Selma, yeah, again, establishing the, the bigger family in the, the world. Homer uh, passes by the nice, expensive Christmas trees, then he, uh, one that's, that's $70. The next trees are, like, not as good, $60. Then he finally gets to the third place. The, is this the first sign joke? It says, Xmas trees, slightly irregular. <laughs> and then instead of perching, is it, he just steals the tree? Yeah, he just cuts down a tree in a field, and this guy with dogs starts shooting at him. <laughs> Which is like, you know, that's like really not, that's like really crazy, you know, like, you know, yeah, like maybe it was funny back in the eighties, but it's like not funny now. Well, you know? we do see a little bit of the cartoony action and violence that definitely reminds me and other people probably have like older Looney Tunes cartoons, you know, like Elmer Fudd chasing Bugs right. Bunny around with a gun. Homer becomes almost more and more invincible as the series goes on. And yeah, he's got and a big threshold heart. for pain. Yeah, and somewhere in his heart, he realizes it. That's the thing. Yeah, they, they've narrowly escaped death a lot of times on the show. Marge's sister asked why there's a birdhouse in the tree, and do I smell gunpowder? Now, he, he's back at the mall, um, kids at, telling him what he wants for Christmas, and this is a really beautiful moment. You know, He's telling him, oh, you don't need all that junk. I'm sure you have a, a, a home and a family who loves you. And you know, he's telling this kid that that should be enough while not realizing that his kids are just wanting to spend time with him when he's out trying to run and work this other job and do all these things to provide when it's like, Oh, you just be at home with your family. Cause mm-hmm. that's all they need. Right. And then Bart hops up on Santa's lap. Favorite moment of the episode here for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you can say it, you can say the line. So he says, uh, Wait, well, what, what, what's, what's your name? Little boy. And he says, I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? I mean, yeah, I mean, psh- like with an intro like that i mean you know i know again i'm so glad this is putting the first episode uh, a line that would be printed on many bart simpson t-shirts uh, in their merchandising run bart pulls the beard down and he's like homer and then i guess like that's also his last day as homer as as santa too because then bart just like leaves work with him right? yeah homer says he's uh didn't get the bonus he's trying to provide for a cr- good christmas and Bart's like, wow, dad, you sure must love us. And then they're going to get his check. And, and then, you know, he was told earlier that they would finally get paid on Christmas Eve. He gets a check. It's for $13. Bart says, don't worry. Miracles always happen to poor kids on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then and then Barney comes and uh, he says, he's like, 13 bones, like 13 big ones. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> And uh, he says he's going to go to the racetrack. So um, Homer and, takes... Uh, Homer and Bart are like, well, I guess we might as well... You know, he's like convinces them that, you know, they're going to win some money at the racetrack. Yeah, Bart's just got that hopeful, uh, brighter optimism uh, at home. They're like, well, they must be out caroling. Um, yeah. So we see them back at the racetrack. Uh, weird note here is that Barney has blonde hair in this episode. Mm-hmm. Before they change his color... Uh, of his hair to brown. So just a fun thing that makes us unique. And yeah, don't do alcohol, kids. Turns your hair brown. <laughs> and also just, I read, they later decided that only the Simpsons characters will have that blonde hair. Right. They're at the track. 
they place the, they're getting ready to place their bet at the last minute there's a replacement and one of the dogs is replaced by Santa's little helper. Yeah. And I mean yeah, he he wasn't in this episode at all. Well, I guess this was is he in the episodes that they made before you were saying that they made episodes before? Or? Yeah, right, since this was supposed to be the 8th episode, he must not appear in episodes 2 through 7. Shit, do we have to watch the first season again? I don't know, man. Uh, I'm already stressed out thinking about it. If anybody wants to come over and watch the first season with us. <laughs> Open invitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our address is 1607. All right, we should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, it's uh, 742 Hetty Green Terrace. <laughs> there you um, go. Yeah. Um, show, show your... Uh, Show your cards, all right. Just show, 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 show me all your cards. Yeah, we need to see yeah. uh, uh, proof, ID. Yeah. And we, have to see, we have to see proof that you're cool. You know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we need someone. You know, you're not gonna get level ten clearance right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to quote uh, a couple different episodes, at least right now. If you want to like hang out with us, oh yeah. If you want to, if you really yeah, want to like, be in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hey, I'm not gonna you, tell you, like you, you just have to know what I'm talking about. Hey, you want to be third mic on this fucking show? You need to bring it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the odds are 99 against. Uh, the odds are 99 to one uh, against Santa's little helper, and then Homer does the math: 13 times 99, and he puts it all on Santa's little helper. Um. Yeah, and that that doesn't work in your favor. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't. We we do have a nice moment where uh, Marge's sisters are trashing uh, Homer, and Lisa just opens up and says something really um, intelligent and sensitive, classic Lisa. And she says Homer is the model of manhood to her, and some other precocious things that I didn't uh, take the full thing she's down. Like he may not be perfect, but he's like my model for what like a father should be so knock on him is a knock on me right right she's a product of homer whether or not she likes it yeah and again and i mean (laughs) fucking lisa's is so cool yeah she's she's eight years old the smartest one uh you know in the family and just clean is it and they're like all right that's nice go watch some cartoons yeah yeah so then uh we've got my i think my favorite part of the episode is just this last not not the second to last scene when they're outside the racetrack. Yeah, of course. They're all pit. They're looking for tickets that may have won. They're like all pissed off. Santa's then, little helpers lost the race. And Bart says, it's impossible, but TV has betrayed me. <laughs> and uh, then and then we see Barney cruise on in a convertible with a babe uh, riding passenger. <laughs> Hell yeah. She must have dyed his hair <laughs> later that night. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and this is your favorite scene. Do you want to? Um, yeah, because you know, well, we see. I guess the guy that owns Santa's little helper, he, he throw, he kicks him out. He doesn't want this dog anymore, and Santa's little helper just starts running towards, Bar- um, uh, Homer. Yeah, and, at and first, then, like, Homer's he, he, like he's trying to shoo him away, and then he just jumps right in his face, and Homer says, "Uh, uh Bart says, you know, like, hey, um." We, we should take this dog. And Homer's like, no way. He says, he's a loser. He's pathetic. And then Santa's little helper licks his face. And he says, he's 
a Simpson, oh. and it's just so sweet. Oh, you know? it's so sweet. Oh, so I bring in, you know, the dog home. Homer walks in first, and he, he admits he didn't get his Christmas bonus, and he's sorry. And then as he's going on, Bart pops in, and he's like, hey, look, everybody, look what we got. Yeah, and everyone's just super psyched to have the dog, you know? You know, because Santa's little helper is also down on his luck and finds yeah. them, and they just make, they complete each other's lives. You know, who rescued kind of these, who? Yeah, you know? who rescued who? They're kind of these lost souls finding each other or, or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, it really just reinforces, you know, y- your relationships and your friendships and all that. Th- those are better than presents. Right. Homer can't. It's debatably better than drugs and alcohol. And a dog is definitely better than a pony. Yeah. Is it? Uh, debatable. Depends <laughs> on how much drugs and alcohol you're in. <laughs> Yes, everyone's thrilled. Everyone's so happy to see the dog. They're happy to finally have Homer there on Christmas Eve. Marge comes over, wraps her around, you know, her arm around Homer, and the frame becomes their Christmas card for that year. Merry Christmas for the Simpsons. Yeah, and yeah, it really just wraps up the whole show nicely. It really kind of gives you a really good introduction to what the show is all about. It's really the only cartoon that, it's you know, I'm, I'm going to just come out and say it. It's made me cry, you know? Yeah, I, I, I cry sometimes. Yeah, it's a beautiful show. Uh, there was, especially as the show became more popular, there was a backlash from conservatives, uh, from the media, and you know people were just so concerned that Bart was such a bad influence on kids. And there's like anti-work and anti-like religion uh, sentiments in the show, but ultimately it's about a family who loves each other, and there's so much heart to it. It was clear a lot of people weren't actually watching the show right if they were just saying it was the worst thing on tv right and we'll get more into that as we go yeah it's really just a beautiful show it's 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 a universe it's not one thing you know like um there's a lot to there there's a lot to it there's a lot of layers to every character the the geography of the town of springfield is like you know yeah they're they're landlocked yet they're by the ocean mm, yeah it's just like a wild it's everything there's no and yes i guess we should say that there's no one specific town named springfield that it's based off it's not in a specific state that you can name and point there there was a contest when the movie premiered to see which springfield should be the one to host the movie premiere or a movie premiere and a Springfield and Vermont one, but they're definitely not the one that the show is based off of. At one point, Matt Groening admitted that he came up with the name Springfield because it was something from the TV show, father knows best. Mm-hmm. It was just the name of the next town over. And he, he liked that name. And so the idea is Springfield is kind of everywhere, wherever you're at, it's the next town over. Right. Yeah, and I think just like, you know, the politics of the show, which, you know, we will go into greater detail as we uh, do this podcast until, you yeah. know, we... we uh, yeah, we're going to do every episode of the show, just not in order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but it is this interesting thing because it, it is such a wide range of audience. And I know that there's conservatives who watch and love the show. And yeah, you know, it doesn't... It it kind of it kind of does show both sides of issues. I mean, you could definitely say you know it's kind of got a liberal slant, yeah, um, a little more. But you know, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily dig too deep into 
either side. Yeah, you know, it's not, there's kinda... not too much of an agenda. There's there is a commentary that they you could say they're making, but overall, it's a show that is for everyone. Right. Well, you know, it's it's an American show, but it you know it's international. Like every country has The Simpsons. You know. Yeah, they have their and... own voice actors that do it in that language, and the people who do the voices are famous in those countries uh, for for doing the voices for yeah. the show. And we're famous for having the first ever Simpsons podcast of all time in the world. Ever. Ever. All right. With that said, do you think we should get to our final uh, notes and review of the episode? Yeah. So, any, so here's what here's how we'll do this. Uh, we'll, you'll give some closing thoughts on the show, and then we're going to each give the show a rating on our, our patented scale of one to five donuts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, take it away, Justin. Okay, sure. I'll go first. As I said, I was really surprised and delighted. I should even I was delighted, straight up delighted, how much I've really enjoyed going back and watching the first season of the show. Starting off with the Christmas episode, even though it wasn't what they originally planned, I think it's perfect. I love everything we get uh, from the characters and setting up who they are, establishing these identities and just kind of giving you an idea of like this is a this is the family this is uh an animated take on a sitcom it's it's heartwarming and touching it, the heart uh, that you see at the end episode when the family finally comes together it's a really special moment no it's not the funniest episode and it's not probably not even the best episode in the first season but since it is the first and and it is christmas and it's christmas I'm going to have to give it five out of five donuts. Wow. I got to. I got to, man. Damn. How do I follow that? Uh, what I will <laughs> say this, you know, your thought was not only do we give it a score of donuts, we tell what kind of donut. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of donut? Yeah. So maybe this is more of like the, the rating, the point value is kind of, uh, all right, this is a score, but then the flavor is how you kind of take away. So maybe I'll say, how about this? I'll go 4.5 donuts. And they're just classic old-fashioned donuts. Just no glaze or no, anything. No, no glaze. It's not a Krispy Kreme donut. Not a Krispy Kreme. You know, but it's but it's good at being that classic thing, which is a sitcom Christmas special. 4.5 is my final. Like apple cider donuts? Uh, too fancy. <laughs> not even that? Old-fashioned, baby. Wow. Wow. All right. Um... Hey, what's up? This is Nick Salgo with the uh, Heady Green Terrace. I'm uh, giving my uh, end of uh, podcast review. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I mean, we, we've we been saying throughout the episode that like the whole series was really just there the whole time, you know, watching the first season. I would compare it to, you know, just kind of listening to jazz standards and blues and seeing how that kind of you know for me as a musician I put the pieces together for what builds what built bands that I like and how going back and appreciating what inspired other people you know it eventually that became my new favorite band or whatever you know so just going back and appreciating the first season just for the building blocks and the blueprints for what became the greatest show of all time. Absolutely. You know, and just really appreciating that, like that big, 
you know, it's a big burst of energy there, you know? And, you know, I mean, you know, that the show was, this wasn't the introduction of the Simpsons. You still had like the Tracy Ullman shows before that. Um, but yeah, you know, just, uh, really the fact that we're, that we meet all the characters at this episode in such a great way, you know, we get Mr. Burns, who's really one of my favorite characters. He's just so funny. And then, yeah, the heart at the end and the story of how they got their dog, you know, who's a huge part of the show. Yeah. He's a member of the family. Yeah. So we get to see that, you know, and we, of course, you know, as the series goes on, we see how all the kids were born and how uh, Homer and Marge met in various degrees. Yeah. I mean, geez, man, you know, 4.5, put it that way. I mean, I'm going to have to go for four out of five donuts and we're going to go like classic Homer Simpson, you know, like the pink glaze with the sprinkles and, you know, yeah. Great episode. Well, all right. Yeah. You're going four. I'm, I'm going 4.5. Uh, if we average those together, the episode score is going to be 4.25 donuts. <laughs> which 4.20. Feel- this is, oh, Hedy, yeah. this is Hedy Green Terrace, <laughs> man. Where do you think you are? Uh, so, yeah, we're final review score 4.20. I feel like a lot of episodes are probably going to end up with that score as well. Yeah. yeah. I hope that as soon as you turn this off, you go and watch this episode. Yeah, same. Um, uh, I will say uh, thank you for listening. If you want to follow the show on Instagram, we are at Hedy Green Terrace. On Twitter, at Hedy Green Pod. If you want to leave us a review on iTunes, we would love that. If you want to send us an email uh, with, you want to mention something that we missed or a correction or possibly a suggestion for a future episode or a general, any questions or comment, our email is hedygreenpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Yeah. And uh, you know where you can find me. <laughs> you know where you can find us. You know, you know who, uh, you, you know who you are. I, I'm talking to you. Well, (laughs) all right, you guys. This has been the first episode of Hetty Green Terrace. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Justin. And I'm Nick Salgo. (laughs) All right, bye. Let's go drink some frosty chocolate milkshakes. (laughs) See you later. All right, peace.